0: Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Today, we are doing a really special episode, which is part two of the Scary Time Success Manual. Is all of us are facing some pretty drastic changes to our businesses and to our lives and to our lifestyles. The Scary Time Success Manual has again proved itself incredibly useful. So if you haven't yet listened to the previous episode, where we went through strategies one through five. Please do, you'll love them. And right now we're going to jump into six through 10. So, Dan, maybe just set a little bit of context again of when you first wrote Scary Time Success Manual because it was, well, During a time that is not totally dissimilar to today, we thought it was pretty dramatic back then. Today's even a little bit more dramatic, but talk about when you first created this.
1: Well, actually, um, I was in Chicago when the attacks on the World Trade Center, and we were an hour behind, so I hadn't really gotten up and watched the news. So I got to the office, and there was a crowd in the lobby of entrepreneurs who had come in for their workshop. We actually had a hundred entrepreneurs in for the day. I had sixty of them and one of the other coaches and strategic coach had the other 40. And the Chicago team had set up a television Mm -hmm. in the lobby and I walked in and somebody told me what it was about and I said, well get rid of that television. You know, this (laughs) this isn't going to help things at all. So they did and then we started the workshop. And my mother had told me a lot about, you know, her life and especially, you know, the beginning of the Second World War, which started with an attack on Pearl Harbor for the United States. So I went in and I said, so this is kind of like Pearl Harbor Day. And so you've got to make a decision within the next few minutes whether you want to leave right now and start the way back home or you've decided that you're going to stay for the day. So that's the decision you have to make. You have to make it within the next five minutes because our team's going to do everything they can if you make the first decision to find transportation for you and, you know, to facilitate. But you've got to let them know right away because we have a lot of people who are being helped. And I said, if you stay, so the room cleared out and about, you know, there were, you know, I would say half of my 60 people headed for the lobby and we closed the door and I said, okay, you're here. Now, you can't be here and on the way home. You just had a decision. If you're on the way home, you gotta be on the way home. If you're here, you gotta be here. And for those of you who stayed, focus on yourself for the rest of the day because it may be the last day this quarter where you can think about yourself because your whole job, once you get back home, is actually to be useful to other people, to your family, to your friends. And I think that just going through that actual experience, I said a number of things which I just jotted down afterwards. I just started writing, well, that's a strategy. This is not about you, it's about other people. And gradually, a series of little laws started to emerge from this strategies, you know. Do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do this, and I just started playing with them. And I think within about three or four days, I had seven or eight. And I just started writing little sentences after the headline. It all came together, and I started trying it out on people. You know, we didn't have any more workshops that week because everything was shut down. You couldn't fly, and we got back to Toronto. And I remember, we have a Car in Chicago. So we just used our Chicago car and drove back. It was, (laughs) there weren't many people on the highway. You could fly in Canada, but you couldn't fly in the United States. So we got back to Toronto, and I think I actually sat down with the team and I went through the strategies, and it was a big help to everybody else. So I was encouraged. And then we scheduled a New York specific client meeting three weeks after. 9-11 and I took everybody through the strategies and I did a little worksheet where they could actually write their notes and a lot of people said this is extraordinarily helpful so we began the process digitally of getting it out or faxing you know sending it out by fax and uh It really went through a lot of different networks over the next month or so, next Mm -hmm. to the... And then every time, you know, there's been a specific event where we could send it out to specific individuals or a big event like the economic downturn in 2008 and 2009. But this one's the biggest. I mean, already within a week of putting it live again, we're in the hundreds of thousands of people who have asked you know, and passed it on to other people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if the audience says they like what we're doing, then we're going to do it. And this gives us an opportunity to go deeper, Shannon, you and I, to actually explore, you know, how this actually shows up in the opportunities that people actually have today.
0: Which is really exciting because we've never done a podcast series on this ever. So this is the first one. It's great. And one of the things that's really interesting is this is really timeless wisdom. It doesn't change. Scary times are scary times. And as entrepreneurs, actually, I think people are better equipped to handle that. But still, there's a lot happening very quickly. So to be reminded of that, and I think put people on that positive track is really important and really crucial right now.
1: Yeah, I think if this was written in Latin, and it was 2000 years ago, there are Romans who would have found this very, very useful.
0: I think so too. I think so too. Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump into number six. Forget about the future, focus on today.
1: Dan? Yes, and I have future in quotation marks in the print version here, Shannon. I think the reason is because we make up the future. And the future, first of all, it has to be your future, and it's the future that you've put together in your head. And it was everything you were going to do, what you were planning to do, or you were expecting to happen
2: mm-hmm.
1: before the virus became a critical issue around the world, not just the United States, not just Canada, not just North America, Mm -hmm. but around the world. So my feeling is, having made up one future that you expected to happen, and having events kind of indicate to you that that's not gonna happen the way you did, now you have to create another future. Future is something that we all Mm -hmm. create for ourselves, And this comes not just from examining your own thoughts, but it comes from communicating. So we put a lot of emphasis in strategies one through five of whatever connections you have with other people, reinforce these connections and reassure them that you're with them and that there's all sorts of things that each of us can do individually and there's things that we can do together. So that's really about the thing. And today is the best opportunity that you'll have during this period. Tomorrow will not have as much possibility as today. Mm. Okay, so between now and when today ends, you've got an opportunity to do certain things and doing them will actually change what's possible for tomorrow.
0: That's really reassuring because, as you mentioned, the future is created. And part of what we're having to refocus on is the fact that the planned future is not happening. There's Mm -hmm. a different plan. So what we do have control over, as I talked about in the first podcast of this, the part one, is that we have to really focus on what we actually can influence and impact. And that is today. And that will be true tomorrow, too. So just really bringing your focus back to what you can impact I think is again reassuring but also empowering because it's like, oh, I know what I can do now. I can't figure out what I can do tomorrow, but I definitely can impact today. Love it.
1: Well, a good example is that a week ago I was in Chicago doing a workshop. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And
1: when I looked at my schedule for this week, I was in a workshop today, but I'm not in a workshop today. And not only that, but all of our workshops going through till the end of May Mm -hmm. are off the schedule because you know, the best advice is not to be out and spreading the virus, you know, and not getting sick so that things that are worse for other people, they have the care, they have the healthcare opportunity that's going to be available for them. And so far, so good for almost everybody I know. Everybody is in good shape. Mm-hmm. So the whole point is that there are more vulnerable individuals in our society. And what we're each of us doing is to step back. And if anything serious happens to people who are more vulnerable, then we won't be taking up the resources. We won't be using up the skills that are available for them. And I think that's great. And that's a future that we just all created in the last two or three weeks. And it's kind of interesting how Something I had given no thought to. I had no thought that you and I would be doing this activity. Mm -hmm. And here we are a week later. So the future has suddenly changed. And it seems to be changing on a daily basis as things we have to watch out for emerge and things that we didn't know we were going to be able to do. Now we've got proof that we can do these things. So there's been a shift of behavior. And once behavior changes, then your aspirations change, your goal setting changes, and you have to create a new future. Normally, we can do this for longer periods of time. But right now, 24 hours is probably the best use of your focus. Just what can you do in the next 24 hours?
0: Dan, as you talked about that, what it brought to mind were four of our favorite words, being alert, being curious, being responsive, and being resourceful. And Mm -hmm. Actually, I recorded a podcast for Team Success the other day called Leadership in Challenging Times Be Alert, Curious, Responsive, and Resourceful, because that's really what we're doing and that will dictate the change of future. But if we're not doing any of those things, it becomes incredibly challenging. So, again, another way to focus on today.
1: One thing we've had, you and I and members of our team have had the opportunity in the last half year to get to know Chris Voss, Mm -hmm. and Chris is becoming extremely well-known for a best-selling book, which is called Never Split the Difference. But Chris, for quite a long period of time, was a top hostage negotiator, terrorist negotiator with the FBI. Mm -hmm. He really puts an enormous amount of emphasis on preparation, that you prepare when things are normal for responding when things aren't normal. And he said, when there's a crisis or there's a challenge, you don't rise to the occasion. You go back to your highest previous level of preparation. And I was thinking of all the ways that we've prepared without knowing it, Shannon, for actually doing this exercise, because each of us individually and both of us together as a team have really gotten very, very good at doing podcasts in the last three years, three or four years. And we never thought about scary times as a podcast because there was no need for it. But once the need for it, we could reproduce it the way we've already reproduced it, but we had a new capability. We had greater preparation. Actually, I'm sitting in a room in a new home that we built two years ago, and I put a sound studio in it but there was no need to use it. So I'm using my recording studio for the first time today, and it sounds pretty good. You know, it's
2: Sounds great. working
1: really good, but I had no need for the two years. But when we were building it, I said, I think someday I'm going to want a sound studio in my new home, and here it is. But prior to this, there was no need to actually use it. But today, being at home, I have this capability. So this big thing is why you should always – During normal times, we're creating new capabilities because when there's a challenge, you will have very good reason and you'll be very thankful for the capabilities that you developed during normal times that suddenly became crucially useful during scary
2: times.
0: Mm -hmm. And if Steve Jobs' definition of creativity is putting stuff together, Mm -hmm. you know, there's existing capabilities that we're putting together in brand new ways that create something new. We talk about Mm -hmm. that a lot at Coach, and this is just a perfect example of it today. Yep. All right. So this is another one that's not dissimilar, a little bit more personal. Number seven, forget about who you were, focus on who you can be. I'm mm-hmm. to hear what you're gonna say about this, Dan.
1: Well, you know, I'm a Shakespeare fan, and he's got this all of life as a stage, and we play different characters. We play different roles at different times of our life. So our normal time character was Last week, it was a month ago, it was six months ago, and we were a certain person who had relationships with other people in kind of established ways. That's who we used to be, but there's a new play now, and this is a big historical event. I mean, this will be remembered as probably the key event of the 21st century so far and since i got in half a century in the last century i i can spot a crucial big event when i see one you know and you just ask people when such and such happened for when president kennedy was assassinated where were you and everybody remembers where they were and then 911 of course was the first event of the 21st century but in many ways this is much bigger And it will entail far, far more changes. Many things have to be transformed on a big scale, not just where we live, but around the world. So I think this is the big one right now for the 21st century. And who you were before this event was one thing, who you'll be after this event is another one. And that's your choice. I mean, that's really, really your choice. It may be necessitated by the situation you're in, but you're the one who's choosing how you're going to Mm -hmm. respond to this.
0: I think focusing on who you can be in terms of being useful, being creative, being the type of friend, family member, spouse, parent, if that's a role that you have, leader, team leader who you can be, there's kind of a huge opportunity, I think, to step into something bigger and different. And if you're kind of able to ignore some, I call them crunchy bits of your life where there was some friction, now there's probably time to kind of figure out a better strategy for that. So, and you talked in the previous, in part one of this about, you know, this is a phenomenal time for Mm self-improvement and self-improvement that applies to other people in our lives as well, not just us. How can we be better for others and for ourselves, I think, is really powerful, so again, this is almost opportunity for reinvention, I think.:
1: Well, you get to do a redo, you know because I can think of situations you know in my past life where afterwards, when I reviewed it, I could have done a much better job of being useful and helpful to other people, and I was kind of taken up with myself, and I feel right now that I'm kind of at the top of my game for just doing all sorts of new things right now that upon reflection, I didn't do them well in the past, but this is my chance for a redo. Because everybody will remember right now their senses are really at a very, very high level of noticing how other people are responding to this. And we remember that. We Really remember that. And I think that people who are passing on, you know negative news right now will be remembered that they were someone when confidence was needed, they did things that actually didn't support confidence. You know, when clarity was needed, they weren't adding to clarity. A lot of memories get formed around situations like this. I take that very seriously, as far as myself is concerned. I want to show up as a hero you know.
0: Yeah. And I don't know who doesn't. And this is a phenomenal opportunity and way to do that. Again, tie back to what people really want, not what we think that they want or need, but what they really want, yeah. which means right, listen. listen, 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 and have it not be about you. Mm.
2: Yeah. Very yeah. Powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Dan, this ties in directly to you. forget about events, focus on your responses. How perfect is that?
1: Yeah. Well, wow. The one we have control over, the other one we don't. So we don't have control over events. This one really, you know, took us by surprise. It was going about four or five months on the other side of the world that was taking, And then all of a sudden this became a big thing. And I guarantee you a year ago, there's nobody in the world who was thinking about what we're going through right now. Not in the way it's happening, not in how other people are responding. So the big thing is that you can waste a lot of energy trying to control events, but those that are beyond your control, that's not a useful activity. So we can all constantly improve our ability to respond to things that are surprising.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, the word responsibility is interesting because if you take it apart, it's actually the ability to respond.
0: Able to respond is what responsible means. Yeah,
1: but that means when something new happens, you can shift quickly. Your clarity and confidence about yourself is one thing you can work on all the time. So I kind of at 75, I have a goal to be kind of lightweight on the lives of other people. In other words, that I've just said, you know, in the past, I've been kind of like a burden to people. You know, I've been kind of heavy. Well, you know, Shannon, I've lived a long life before I met you. And sometimes I wasn't a help to other people during difficult times. I was more of a burden to other people. And I said, you know, next time you get a chance to handle a situation, like do this in a way that you weren't heavy for other people, that you weren't a burden for other people. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, the best thing I can do is actually be useful. You know, I can be helpful. And my thoughts are going a lot to that. I have some capabilities that are much more at a distance now than 20 years ago. You know, I could only basically deal with people that I could meet with personally 20 years ago. But now, through digital communications and through the format of podcasts, and that I can have a much bigger impact on people right around the world. And I said, well, do that, you know, Mm -hmm. actually do that.
0: Well, and I really love the distinction, the difference between being responsive versus reactive. And reactive is just from that really fear part of our mind. It's Mm -hmm. fight, flight, or freeze, which, by the way, is a phenomenal sensory organ that keeps us alive. So there's nothing to downplay about that. But really moving it into our thinking, cognitive, caring part of ourselves where we can respond appropriately. Alert, curious, responsive, resourceful works here too, I think is really powerful. And I like what you, I mean, I've known you for, well, almost 29 years. since 1991. I've not found you a burden. But as you said, you lived some life before that. That whole mindset of wanting to be light on terms of how you are with people and actually add light, you know, and to contribute that lightness And insight and perspective, I think. I mean, you've always done that for me. It's when I first met you and heard you talk. That was my first thought, was how insightful you were and how much you integrated circumstances that I knew about but had not put together that way. So you're very consistent, Dan.
1: I have some role models, too. And the individuals that I admire most are people who in the most dire circumstances still have a sense of humor about things and they have a sense of humor about themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that makes individuals very easy to take when they have to make really crucial decisions. I think humor is one of the great abilities that you have a sense of perspective that obviously what we're doing is very, very important to us but there's 8 billion of us, and guess what? For each of those other individuals on the planet, what they're doing is important to us, and for the most part, it doesn't include us.
0: To them, yeah. yeah,
1: I have little books I have developed, along with you, Shannon, we've developed the ability to actually create a new small book every 90 days, and we're in our 22nd, I think this is our 22nd quarter, but one of the books I have penciled in, I have a file, and the title of the book is I'm Number 21. Right. It's something I remind myself when I meet a new person. I just remind myself when I'm introduced to them that this individual has 20 more important things in their life going on than meeting me. Uh-huh. And therefore, if I'm going to get higher than number 21, it can't be about me. It's got to be about them. That's got to be something I can do to be useful to that person, you know, where they include me in their top 20, Uh you you know, and I hope that what we're doing today constitutes something important in the perspective and the lives and the future of people who are listening to us, that what we're doing here has future importance.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a gracious way of thinking about things. It's the opposite of arrogance. It's Mm -hmm. not assuming that you should be number one, two or three. It's actually just, it goes back to what you were talking about in, in part one of, you know, first creating value before you expect opportunity. Just one last thing on the humor, because I think humor is a different perspective. That's almost the definition of humor. And it reminded me of our phenomenal coach and communications expert, Therese Eastler, who talks about being lighthearted and serious minded.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that to me has been something I aspire to a lot, because it gives you that lightness of being at the same time as having some real substance as well. So thought that expression mm-hmm. might be useful for people as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump on to number nine. Forget about what's missing, focus on what's available. And we've already alluded to this a little bit, and I think for everyone listening, there's a lot that they have available as opposed to what's missing that's important to focus on.
1: Yeah, I just noticed that the chairs are missing at Starbucks. You know, you can go in and order (laughs) coffee, but you can't. Starbucks, you know, position themselves as a great hangout place, you know, for the last 35, 40 years. But during this period of time, they put the chairs in storage because you come in and get a cup of coffee, but you can't commingle in the setting. So there's a lot of shifts during this period of time. And we say, oh, I really miss this and I really miss this. Well, you didn't miss it until it went missing. You know, it was just taken for granted. And I think a lot of people, what they say that they're missing is you didn't really give it that much importance when it was actually really available. So this is your opportunity to really appreciate what was missing. But at the other hand, don't neglect the things you do have available to you right now.
0: We'll have your Starbucks coffee. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You can have just as full a life with new things as you had with the missing things. You know, that you can actually say, what are all the interesting things I can now do because I'm at home all day, and actually apply structure to it. You know, and a lot of people, when they go home, one of the real problems, and you were saying that you got an excellent piece of advice through the mail, that if you're at home, you have to have the same amount of structure regarding working from home as when you're working from the office. Mm -hmm. But it's a different structure. It's a different schedule. It's a different way of conducting it. But you can't treat home like home when you're actually working from home. You've got to create a work structure when you're in home. So that's the example of focusing on what's available, you know. Yeah. I haven't looked at it, but one of the things that I do is that we have sort of a guest house, Mm -hmm. and when I'm doing work, I never do the work in my actual home where I live. I always come over to the guest house, and I, Mm -hmm. if I'm over the guest house, that's the place I can work. That's where I'm working right now, and that means that I've made that physical separation here. And a lot of people use Starbucks for that. They don't do their work at home; they do it at Starbucks, or they. Mm And cafes and, you know, coffee shops are really, that's one of the dimensions that they offer a great place to hang out. Mm So my sense is schedule is one thing that you have set times for doing it, but also space is really important, time and space. Have regular interactions with other people while you're doing this. So that's just an example that, you know, a month, if we are at this a month, you know, we'll notice that we've really applied a lot of structure to making this normal for us that we've never would have thought of before it happened.
0: So true. And I really also very appreciative of all of the technological abundance we have available to us. If this has happened in, you know, 9-11, I wouldn't have had the high-speed internet that I have or the brand-new router and modem, which is way faster than the one I had last week. Good timing on that one. We're
1: doing this on Zoom, and Zoom didn't exist. Zoom didn't
0: exist, and it's phenomenal. Thank you, Zoom. And remarkably stable. So there's all of these capabilities that I have available that actually has made it almost seamless might be a little Mm -hmm. much, but it's been remarkably easy. And even for those of us that are not super techie to be able to be capable in a complete, in a different environment and shout out to our client, Jeremy Shaw who's the one who basically has worked from home since 2000, when well, I said a remote company since 2005 and posted a great article to us and on LinkedIn about that and, you know, create a separate workspace and get up and get dressed and don't hang out in the kitchen and, you know, have a great workspace and, you know, for people who do remote work, this is pretty normal Mm. stuff, but also have regularly scheduled meetings, see people's faces, you know, that kind of coaching and pretty straightforward to absorb and then really easy to put in place. And really Monday morning, bam, up and running. So I just really appreciate all of the, and I have space, which is another benefit for me to be able to work in, to make it really easy. So focusing on what we do have, Rather than what you don't, I think is very encouraging and actually kind of forces some new brain cells and some new connections, I think, to be made because now you're having to put things together in a different way to be productive, which is Mm -hmm. learning is not a bad thing. It's a a good thing.
1: You're adapting and you're transforming yourself into this new what's available will have all sorts of very, very positive impacts when generally speaking, the outside world returns back to more normal Mm -hmm. kind of setting. You will approach it very, very differently just because of the adjustments that you made during this time.
0: Yes. Well, Dan, we're actually on number 10 already, which is, and this is again, along with number one, probably one of my favorites. Forget about your complaints, focus on your gratitude.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Let's talk about that.
1: Well, I've really taken a look over the years into gratitude, okay? There's two specific ways of looking at gratitude which are very different from each other. Yeah. And one of them is kind of reactive, in other words that when other people do things for you, you feel thankful and right. you're grateful, but they have to do something for you for your gratitude to be triggered.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: The other approach to gratitude is it's something that you create. And there's a word that's kind of like gratitude that's in the English language. And it's the word appreciate.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: appreciate's an interesting word because it has the meaning. We use the word to say it. You really appreciate things outside of yourself and you can actually increase your appreciation. And that's what appreciation means, actually, in a completely different context. For example, the economic world, the financial thing, we have stocks appreciate, the value of real estate appreciates. And what appreciate means is to increase the value of.
2: Uh And that's
1: very, very different than reacting to somebody doing something for you. Right. It's where you just choose to actually increase the value of something in your mind. So one of the things this last week or so, I'm just so appreciating the responsibility of everyone on our team Mm -hmm. that in spite of having complexities in their own personal life, they've just shifted gears in a remarkably short period of time. Last Friday, everybody was at their appointed office, and on Monday morning, everybody's working from home, Mm
2: -hmm. and they
1: had to make all the adjustments. They had to make the adjustments in a very short period of time. You know, Mm -hmm. we're talking over 100 people worldwide. I said, gee, what a great thing to happen that we could see it in action, Mm -hmm. that our team just, I mean, part of our training is that when clients come in, whatever clients need on the spot, you respond on the spot and you get whatever you've done. But this is a bigger game. And to a certain extent, the future is not that clear right now, at least for the next month or two. Uh We're just feeling our way into something, but it seems to me that it's happened in a remarkable way. But I think that there's a lot of people who are showing up in the outside world that I'm saying, you know I think this person has a really tough job, but they're really doing it in a great way. They're giving very valuable insights, they're giving very valuable direction, they're providing very valuable resources, and I think this isn't an easy thing that they're actually doing.
0: Right. When we come from gratitude as opposed to complaints, complaints are really a reflection of how we think things should be or should have gone or what should have happened. Right now, those are all up for grabs. There's really no one who can hang on to very much of that. But focusing on being grateful for all the people who are working on behalf of keeping everybody healthy, making some very tough decisions, getting super resourceful, our team jumping in, they've been phenomenal. Everyone on the team, leadership, Babs, you, and our clients too, and our clients' families, you know, they've been grateful that their family members aren't getting on a plane right now. Mm -hmm. So it feels great to be able to support all of them too. One of our coaches, Lee Brower, always talks about big, begin in gratitude. And it really is a shift in mindset that has you appreciate what is rather than what isn't, which Mm -hmm. I think is also the epitome of number 10, forget about your complaints, focus on gratitude.
1: Yeah. And I think when wrapping up with this one, we're going back and giving what I think the structure for all 10 strategies that complaint is only about you.
2: Mm. That when
1: you use up a lot of space complaining, it doesn't have any importance except what's going on inside of you. But when you're grateful, it's about everything that's happening outside of you.
2: Mm. And
1: I think that the general capability, the scary times capability that we're talking about is everybody's developed me muscles. You know, there's been such an emphasis on how people are feeling and me muscles and how disappointed you are. And, you know, there's no meaning in everything. But these are sort of me muscles. And what we're talking about during scary times is we're developing our other people muscles. So we're checking to see if other people are okay. We're checking to see if other people can use our help. If other people need to be connected to still other people during this period of time, then we're developing the muscles to do this. And I have to tell you, Shannon, and I feel this very strongly because I've gone through other downturns and I've gone through other emergencies. The muscles you develop during scary times become 10 times more powerful when normal times return.
0: Yes, I love that. You've experienced that yourself. hmm Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I've had, you know, personal setbacks, you know, in my personal life and my economic life. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, you have ups and downs, but I've noticed how I've performed during my worst times really was multiplied when I could use those capabilities and that knowledge during really good times. Mm-hmm. So everybody's weightlifting now, you know, it's kind of like your muscles that you weren't used to using are now being exercised, and you're noticing that day by day you're getting stronger. Yeah. But you're training with weights, and when they take the weights off, you're going to notice that your performance is much higher. And I think all of our 10 strategies are muscle builders.
0: I love talking about that, and I'm literally laughing out loud when you're talking about me muscles, because that's been definitely developed over the past you know, 13, 17 years for a lot of people. But the other, you know, focusing on other, really developing that way of thinking is so powerful. And the capabilities that you develop will, again, kind of make you super buoyant when the yeah. weights come off. I think that's a really great way of looking at things. And I noticed that about Coach. I mean, I'm so, so appreciative of how well run an organization we are in terms of teamwork and finances and just structures and. You know, we just have so much figured out. It makes us actually quite resilient. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those muscles got developed out of much tougher times. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where the Warren Buffett quote comes back. I just love it. You know, when the tide goes out, you find out who's been swimming naked. You know, if you don't want to be caught swimming without a bathing suit on, then it's because you've developed these capabilities. And again, but it may have happened through your ability to transform or decide, okay, I'm never going to go through that again. I'm going to get stronger and more capable. So I think there's, again, a massive opportunity to build our own capabilities, be incredibly valuable and useful to other people. And that's really how to get through scary times.
1: Yeah, and just as an encouragement here, and I'm just going on the past, how people have used scary times. It could be something that you do in your family, it could be something that you do with your work team, however you're meeting them right now. But just take a strategy per day and say, well, this is a very interesting strategy. So what opportunities do we have today to put this one in and then just keep looping back every 10 days? If it's at home, you can do it every 10 days. Or, But the other thing is now we have the walkthrough, you and I having a conversation with these, so these can be put on your phone and you can listen to them. But what we're just trying to do personally, I mean, my intention of this is just when you're tempted to go to the dark side, (laughs) we're giving you a stairway, we're giving you a handrail to stay on the positive side. And personally, over 75 years, I've been through a dozen situations that affected me personally, and even more that I was part of the population that went through these things. Mm -hmm. And this is just as real of real life as the life when you're not confronted with these challenges. Life is real whatever form that it actually shows up in. Mm -hmm. And the more capability you have to handle any kind of life, no matter how it shows up, you'll just notice that you are a very important person in other people's lives.
0: Hmm, nicely put, Dan. I love that. And just again, just to summarize how you can put this into action, since I'm always love the practical part of it.
2: You're a yes, multiplier. Yes, I am Not a multiplier. You're a
0: simplifier, Dan, which is our latest coach concept, by the way, if you're wondering. So definitely sit down with your family. Please sit down with your kids, your siblings, your children, obviously well, sorry, your spouse, you know, just make sure you have these conversations because your leadership with them, this is your kids are younger, they wouldn't have gone through too, too much, at least in terms of world events so far. So really giving them direction. They'll remember that. I love your point there, Dan. You want to leave some really solid, good, positive memories for how they can be contributors in this situation. Please do this with your team. Your team is definitely very tuned in and sensitive to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So reinforcing this with your team via Zoom call, however you like to connect with them you know, some of the ones responding to questions and queries from your clientele. So it's super important that they are focusing on progress and on what they do have and the resources that are available to them versus what they don't have. So 100% do this with your team as well. And then please feel free to share this with everyone in your world. This is free. This is complimentary. We simply want this to be, again, useful. So feel free to just get this out to your clientele, your suppliers, your strategic partners that you have, centers of influence, anyone who you know would appreciate a more positive view on a negative circumstance, that would be fantastic.
2: Yeah,
1: there's not going to be any shortage of people who applied for the job of being anxious, upset, and nervous. I mean, I think all those job positions get filled up very early, and I'm usually a bit late to understand that. So what I focus on is being calm, being focused, and being confident, you know, being confident. I like to pass it on, and I like it when I have a very, very positive impact on other people in situations, and then they also gain the ability to implement. I mean, if the negative comes in waves, the positive comes in return waves. So we've got to create return waves, you know.
0: I love it. Well, great way for all of us to be a hero. Yeah. Thank you,
1: Shannon. Great partnership.
0: Great. Thank you, Dan. I just love your leadership and clarity and direction. Gives me a ton of confidence. i already have new ideas just from our conversation today. For you listening, thank you very much and appreciate everything that you're doing to help mitigate scary times. Thanks, Dan.
2: Thank you.